This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest professors to your fingertips with more than 500 audio and video series on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more. The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming at thegreatcourses.com or on DVD and CD or via The Great Courses apps. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including writing creative nonfiction. For this limited time, 80% off offer, go to thegreatcourses.com slash WS. That's thegreatcourses.com slash WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Fred Barnes. And Fred, Hillary Clinton has a message for you and everyone in journalism. Just wait, wait, wait. Yeah, maybe when I finish talking to the people here. How's that? I might. I'll have to ponder it. But I, I, I will put it on my list for due consideration. Fred, what's your response? Uh, well, I, I don't think Hillary was very uh, funny there. I don't think she was very helpful. Uh, it was uh, not encouraging to hear all the reporters laugh, you know, as it's a chummy scene uh, for them covering Hillary, and she jokes about not answering their questions and so on. Uh, and, look, this is going to continue. You know, one proposal has been by Sean Davis uh, writing in The Federalist that, well, look, she'll start answering questions if the press stops covering her. Uh, but I don't like uh, uh, solutions that, where the press decides how somebody should run a campaign. If she doesn't want to answer any questions, uh, then she shouldn't answer them, and I think she ought to suffer as a result. But my question is, it, did the average voter have the same reaction that I, I was just I, I, literally taken aback, which is rare <laughs> for politics? Of, oh, my, I can't believe you're talking to anyone like that, but in particular the press like that. You, re, She did everything, Fred, but used the royal we. We are not a amused by your request for a question. I know, but the the press, you know, they're in this cocoon when they get out there. I'm not defending it now, but they're in this cocoon, and and they're a part of the whole uh, Hillary campaign, and gee, she's not answering questions, and uh, ho, 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 it's, you know, uh, that is the way it works. I mean, it it is pack journalism at its worst. There's something about, I mean, I, we, we, we uh, talk about pandering and politicians. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the Southern example is the guy who's asked about a tough issue and says, well, some of the people are for it and some of the people are against it. And I'm with the people. And, you know, we don't, you know, we don't need that. But this is the most non-pandering campaign I've ever seen. Essentially, it's, yes, I'm openly corrupt. Yes, you're absolutely right. I destroyed the emails. Yes, you're absolutely right. I got rich. Yes, you're absolutely right. I will not answer your questions. And yes, you're right. I do think it's beneath me to have to answer your questions. Vote for me anyway. I, I, it's one exception, though, in in what she said uh, when talking to, briefly to uh, reporters yesterday, and it was when she when she said uh, there was somebody, I guess maybe it was one of the panelists at this event she was where she was, uh, and and what came up were the. Uh, was the foundation, the Clinton Foundation, right. and all the stuff that goes with it. And she says, "Well, well, the American people will decide the answer about that." <laughs> The, uh, I mean, and, and reporters uh, uh, take that. Look, if this is a Republican, it'd be 
and there would not be any chuckling right. uh, at her answers when she's acting imperious. Uh, they would be staking out her house. Uh, they would be shouting questions at her uh, wherever she appeared. Uh, it would be very disruptive, uh, very mean-spirited, very aggressive by the press. But, you know, she's a Democrat. Hey, she's a feminist. We don't treat them that way. Uh, well, I know some of my Game of Thrones, Thrones fans are calling her Hillary Rodham Khaleesi because of her imperial ways. I don't know that that's going to st- stick or anything. Mm-hmm. But what about the inability to, eat, to even answer the questions that she got from her handpicked, you know, sit- quote, citizens, you know, these random people off the street that have been vetted by the campaign? For example, on the uh, Trans-Pacific Trade Agreement, mm-hmm. where she gave a long, meandering answer that you could even tell the guy who asked the question, could, was thinking, gee, this is a you know, this is a long evasion. Well, look, I mean, I'm sure she's watched Obama um, at a press conference and and must think, well, he'll go on forever, and he seems to get away with it. I'll try that too. Then uh, he, you know, I mean, he is the most filibustering president in history, or at least since I've been uh, covering presidents. Uh, no question about that. And then she didn't come down on that issue. She's not going to come down on that on that issue, Michael, for a, a particular reason. Uh, the labor movement is going to let her get away with it. Uh, they know that she was very much for uh, TPP when she was Secretary of State. Uh, and and I, I think the word has gone from Hillary, maybe through Bill, uh, that, hey, don't worry. If she's elected president, she's going to be on your side on trade, on trade issues. But uh, this issue, if she says that now, it may hurt her. In, in getting elected, and, and of course now we've heard these trade leaders, rather labor leaders, say, "Oh well, you know, uh, this uh, trade treaty. This is not the only thing that we judge a presidential candidate by." Uh, basically, they're giving her a pass. Uh, and so she's the trade group is giving her a pass. She's counting on we the people to give her a pass for mm-hmm. n- not answering our questions and these. Uh, to put it nicely, problematic relations with people who wanted to make money off of her while she was Secretary of State and the uh, money to the foundation. Mm-hmm. But the the thing I want to wrap up with here, Fred, is, I mean, you know Washington journalists. I, I thought Ron Fournier, I, who you know, is a longtime, not just Clinton follower mm-hmm. and reporter, but he is a family friend. He's known them from their days in Arkansas. And he's written some of the most brutal articles, essentially saying your open corruption isn't going to work. I, you know, we can't believe you because what you're saying is so nonsensical. And what strikes me is he calls upon the uh, the uh, guild, if you will, of the media to do, to do their job, you know, the, that the press has stature in American society on its own. And he seems appalled that they're willing to abandon that stature in order yeah, well, to I'm suck up to too. Hillary. Uh, I'm a Paul too. I don't. I, I don't think they ought to get together and and try to tell her how to run her campaign. But on the other hand, they ought to be very persistent and aggressive in uh, in calling out to her the questions that she's not answering and the questions that uh, the public is uh, is interested in now because the, uh, the issues of the foundation and the deleted emails and so on, Benghazi, uh, are are huge issues now that I think uh, finally uh, a significant mass of the public uh, is aware of and would like to, and would like to know the answers to and and the press has given up on those really uh, they don't uh, uh, go after aggressively they wouldn't do, I don't I'm trying to think of another candidate who they would uh, 
uh, uh, treat right. so gingerly. Uh, I'm sure there are other Democrats that they would, but but not. But Hillary is a special case, and they're embarrassing themselves. No question about it. Uh, but remember, the uh, the big the, uh, the Bigfoot guys and gals are the ones back in Washington. They're not out there running around with Hillary in Iowa. It's young people never covered a presidential campaign before, or maybe one, and uh, and don't know what they're supposed to do. So you think it'll be different when we get close to the election day and the media activities happening in Washington when the Washington press corps, the traditional press corps, gets their hands on this race? Well, I'm not so sure uh, that that'll happen, but I think there's a much a much better chance of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they'll get starting in, on August 6th with the, the first debate among the Republican presidential candidates. They'll get they'll get a chance to really be aggressive and get tough. Uh, they'll do it. They'll do it with the Republicans. I look what they're trying to do with uh, with uh, Jeb Bush and with Marco Rubio. That somehow their answers to a question about Iraq and the Iraq War uh, is are are questions that are, what happened back in 2003. That these questions are so critical now. They're so right. they're so immediate to get answers to that they're more important than anything might be asked of Hillary. Well, the good news on the horizon is that Hillary is apparently agreed off the record to sit down for a long, extended interview with a Washington reporter. The bad news is it's George Stephanopoulos. So I, I don't know how this is going to work. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for joining us for the podcast. Always enjoy it, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.